0: Hey, uh, so happy Thanksgiving. It's Thursday Thanksgiving with Rabbi Freitag. So we got some thoughts for the Parsha this week. Um, So there's an interesting story where Yaakov, our forefather, meets meets his two wives. So, of course, he uh, gets a job with Lavan, his father-in-law, and he sees this young girl, Rachel, and he wants to marry her. So they make a deal work for seven years, marry Rachel. And, of course, we all know that Love Unswindles him and <laughs> tricks him and brings out Leia at the wedding, and somehow he fools him, and um, now he's married to Leia, her sister. Now he goes to his father-in-law and says, uh, Excuse me, <laughs> that wasn't the deal. He says, All right, listen, another seven years, you can get Rachel. So, um, in the end, he ends up marrying both of them. Now, there's an interesting and intriguing line in this week's Parsha where it says, Yaakov loved Rachel more than Leah. Okay, and then the next line reads, So God saw that Leah was hated, so he opened her womb, and Rachel had no children. So Leah then goes on, because it says that God saw that she was hated, and she was in pain, so God decides to help her out, and uh, she has kids, and her sister does not. And she names the first kid Ruvain, like, God has seen my pain. And the next kid she names after, God will hear my suffering in my marriage. And the third one is, you know, finally my husband might might accompany me. She's naming her kids after the pain she's feeling of kind of being, well, she feels like second best in her marriage. Now, the interesting part about it, if you look at those verses, it says, Yaakov loved Rachel more than Leah. And then the next verse says, God saw that Leah was hated. Now, if you're paying close attention, you say, Leah wasn't hated. It says he loved Rachel more than Leah. That means he loved Leah. Where's the hated part? Now, obviously, you and I both know that if a man has two wives, and he goes over to them and says, I love you both, but I love you more. The second one is not going to be like, oh, he said he loves me. She's going to feel worthless, right? We all know, I mean, the same thing goes for kids. We don't ever say like, I love all of you, but let me tell you which one's my favorite. You know, I'll tell you the order. Like who's my least favorite kid, but I love you all. You know, we never do that. Even though you think, well, I said I love you. But the point is that people have an inner life and an understanding of what's really being said, right? You could tell someone I love you, but I love this one more and they feel hated. They don't just feel not loved, they feel hated. And what this means is, that every one of us have our own unique experience and our own unique feeling. And when we're interacting with others, we might think, you know, I get you, I understand you, I know where you're coming from, and I'm going to say something, and you won't have your feelings hurt. But it takes a little more than that. It takes understanding and seeing where is this person coming from? What, what, what's their background? What, what, is, what makes them tense? What makes them tick? You know, I, part of being nice to someone is sort of getting to know them, right? Getting to to understand them. You know, there's that old Crosby, Stills, and Nash song called "Teach Your Children," which they you know they put out in the '60s when there was this big clash between the older folks and the younger folks. And uh, and you know, they have this line where like, "You young kids, you have tender years, can't know the fears that your parents grew by." You know, it's sort of like part of the part of the problem and part of the gap between you is that you don't you don't know the life that they lived we have a lie the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot says don't judge a person until you've arrived at their experience this is a bit of an ask it's a bit of a job you know and we live in a time where people are polarized and angry at each other and maybe part of what we need to do even if we don't agree with each other's choices and decisions is try to feel what other people are, where people are coming from. What are their fears? What are their challenges? What, what scares them? What? And even if I don't end up agreeing with their solution, at least I care about them. At least I, I hear their fears and I care, and then I can engage with them in a way that doesn't lead us to having bad blood. You know. And so hopefully, this particular message we can carry over into our lives and make it something where we can, next time we walk around, whether it's in shul or in any community, and we look at someone who maybe we don't agree with, instead of like just saying, what a rotten person, we think, what, what makes that person tick? What scares them? What, what makes them who they are? Even if I don't agree. So anyway, have a great Shabbos, and I hope this in some way can help you going forward.